Welcome to the For God, For Others podcast, a collective effort of the ministry staff at the Kingwood Church of Christ in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Today's episode looks at the topic of disagreeing without being disagreeable. In other words, how do you maintain a relationship with those that you disagree with, whether it be something of great importance or just an opinion or preference? We thank you for being here, and we look forward to diving into this topic. Welcome into the For God, For Others podcast. We appreciate you joining us on a beautiful day. I have Neil Honey, Brett Van Zant, and David Vaughn with me again today as we talk about just a very important topic today. Uh, guys, aren't you grateful that we live in a world that we all agree about everything there is to agree upon? Don't I you? disagree with that. You just disagree right <laughs> off the bat. In other words, you don't think that... We agree on everything? Is that what you're saying, Brett? We can't even pick a place to eat for lunch. <laughs> well, if you guys would just agree with me, we'd be, uh, we wouldn't have any issues. Right? Then we would go to the same two places every day. <laughs> the Nukes, McAllister's. I mean, where you get a good salad, right? Or good soup. Oh, Charlie's once oh, Charlie's every couple every now weeks. And then, yeah. Yeah, and Neil has no Neil has some different opinions on, on the quality of food at certain, <laughs> certain places that, uh, that I like. Uh, Dave's been real quiet. You agree with me on everything, don't you, Dave? <laughs> Yes, Master. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, if you haven't been able to figure this out yet, we're going to talk about how to disagree with each other and maintain a relationship, how not to be disagreeable. Uh, one of, uh, I won't throw the person under the bus, but one of the, one of the people on the uh, podcast today said, maybe we could talk about disagreeing without being a jerk. So um, that, that's kind of what we're going to talk about because uh, think about it, guys, out in the world, there's a lot of things we disagree about, uh, whether it be you know over little things like sports or you know where we want to go to eat or, or whatever it is like that versus big things like you know politics, church doctrine, preferences in worship, and all those kind of things. So uh, there's a lot of things that we disagree about. The issue is not that we disagree. Well, let me ask you this first before we go there: uh, Is it normal? Is it natural? To have disagreements with people? I mean, talk, flesh that out a little bit. Talk about that for me. Is it is it natural to, to disagree with people on so, a regular basis? I, sometimes I even disagree with myself. You know, <laughs> so I mean, I, I feel certain that uh, in every relationship I've ever been in, whether it be family or marriage or parenting or as a child, you know, you always have disagreements. People that you work with, um, that's just, that's one of the, uh, things about being a unique individual that you've just got your own sets of likes and dislikes. So it's very normal. You know, thoughts about that? Is that you guys think that's normal as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty normal to disagree. And I mean, uh, it, it is one of the ways that we um, learn, I think, you know, uh, hopefully we can have disagreements and we end up, you know, growing from that, whether we actually change our opinion or not. Mm. Okay. Do you think that um, a lot of times when we disagree, it can lead to damaged or fractured relationships? Do we, do we ever see that happening around us? I mean, I, it's pretty obvious that probably happens, right? Yeah. You think about, I mean, I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, you think marriages that end, you know, over various disagreements. Um, friendships, relationships, you know, can end uh, because we have these disagreements. Um, if, if I were to ask you guys, what do you think, 
what do you think the issue is when we disagree? What what causes those severed relationships, those fractured relationships? What what would you what would you think causes those? Why? Say, the biggest issue for me personally is uh, my pride, and so uh, when there's a disagreement, and I want to be right or I want to do something my way, um, then then a lot of times my pride is what's trying to keep me from listening to the other person or keeping me from uh, approaching a disagreement in a more uh, generous way. Yeah, I think I agree that pride is a big part of it. I think on top of that, like, whenever you disagree with somebody, oftentimes they can get to where they don't feel like they're heard or their opinion matters at all or they're, they're valued. Um, and so if you're constantly disagreeing with somebody, then I think that other person can oftentimes feel like, well, they don't care what I have to say about anything. Like, they are always disagreeing with me. Um, and so, yeah, I think it can hurt relationships. Um, and so I think a lot of it's our pride and that we feel hurt, but I think we can hurt the other person as well. Um, really easily just by not valuing what they have to say. Neil, you said something about, um, you know, something about wanting to win or, or just wanting to win an argument or whatever, and, and you think about that. I, some, some people are more naturally inclined, I think, in my opinion, to, to be disagreeable when they stand in opposition of a thought or an opinion, and it's harder for people, for example, I, I have a type A dominant personality. It's harder for us. Because type A dominant personalities like to be right. You know, I think that's the words you used a minute ago. You like mm-hmm. to be right. Mm-hmm. And uh, being right means that you want to feel like you've won the disagreement. Right. That you've won the argument. Mm-hmm. And for us type A dominant personalities, this is something we struggle with. And I struggle with that uh, because, you know, we'd like to, to be right. We like to win. And we have to be mindful uh, that that has the potential to really damage you know, damage those relationships because, and I'm sure you guys have thought about this as well, but um, in reality, if you want to win, that means somebody else is going to naturally lose. Mm -hmm. So even if you were right and won that disagreement or that argument, you had the potential of of severing a relationship as well. Um, So as we think that through, um, you know, think about some passages of scripture that might help us here, and then we'll, we'll go into various, uh, various elements of this. But Proverbs chapter 14, 29, Neil brought this to our attention. Uh, Whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. Uh, do you think our disagreements happen a lot of times because we're quick-tempered or we're too quick to, to kind of think through the scenario? What what do you think when you hear that verse in Proverbs 14? Patient, whoever's patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. Give me some, give me some thoughts about that. Well, I think, I think for me, um, when I've been able to, I've, I've probably been able to be successful sometimes in a situation where I was disagreeing with somebody if I had a pause button, you know, where I, I had the ability or I had a good, you know, wife's, you know, elbow in the ribs or something, somebody kind of looking at me or just realizing, look, you just need to be quiet. You just need to be patient, listen to this other person or or think about what you're going to say in response or how you're going to respond. Um, so definitely whenever I've jumped right into the thick of things and kind of reacted 
you know, uh, it, my, my folly or my foolishness is apparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then damage is done a lot of times. Yeah. Some other thoughts on it? Anything, anything you guys want to share about Proverbs 14 or those thoughts that Dave had? They're disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the verse is, uh, is part of uh, some of the lessons we're learning about patience in the children's ministry mm-hmm. right now. And, uh, and so, you know, we looked at a story on Sunday morning uh, about a girl who, who uh, uh, in a situation where she got in a, a, a disagreement with somebody uh, on a sidewalk when she was ordering a popsicle, that a whole string of events happened where her dog got loose and, uh, and then it went into the road and it caused this and this caused this. And it was just kind of illustrating uh, the ramifications of, of being quick-tempered mm-hmm. and not patient when things kind of happen that way. And, and uh, you know, I think, you know, it's something that I have to work on myself is, is quick-temperedness, you know, uh, I want to blame it on my family and say, you know, it it, it runs in the family, <laughs> and you know, and you're like, well, it's, and we'd like to say, well, that's just you know part of a personality, and and I'd like to not have to claim any responsibility <laughs> for that, but uh, um, but definitely um, when when disagreements happen, uh, the if I blow up in the beginning, then it's a lot less likely to get resolved anytime soon. Yeah, you just can't take your words back. Like once you say something and whenever you argue, like even when we're arguing about dumb stuff like sports, so easily it can get into like, well, you're dumb for having that opinion (laughs) or like um, it it can so quickly turn to that. Um, And I mean, it's a challenge. Like I'm very opinionated about things. And so I have my beliefs and it's just you can really quickly hurt someone's feelings and get into where your quick temper you can't take those words back. And once you say something like that, it just, it can hurt. It can hurt other people. Right. Um, so you got to be careful. You know, I think James's words are pretty appropriate here when he talks about listening and speaking. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the order in which he said to do that in? He quick, said, quick to listen. Quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to speak. Slow to become angry. And I mess that up all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm not as quick to listen. Mm-hmm. I'm much quicker to speak. And a lot of times that... If we aren't already in a disagreement, not being quick to listen might lead to a disagreement mm-hmm. because that, that quickness to speak, you know, can, uh, can really get us, get us in trouble. I mean, think about the Apostle Peter. I mean, how many times did he just kind of fly off at the mouth and it lead him to some trouble? So um, I think we've got to remember James's order of that. I think that plays into, into what we're talking about. Um, as Christians, you know, I don't think, I still think we're going to have disagreements. We're going to have disagreements with the world. We're going to have disagreements, maybe politically. We're going to have disagreements on, you know, certain issues that, that our world may uh, present to us. We may have issues, you know, even in our own churches sometimes that we disagree with certain things that, that are taking place or, or happening. Uh, but as a Christian, don't you guys think that it's very important how we handle those times of disagreement? And I guess my question to you is, why is that so important? Why is it so important for Christians to be able to have these disagreements but not let that ruin 
relationships. Why, why is that in some, why, why is that so important, you think? So one verse I've been looking at as we've been kind of talking about this and thinking about it is Hebrews 12, 14, which says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Um, and I think that whenever we like debate, the way we interact with other people affects whether or not they're going to see the Lord, if we're listening to them, if we value what they have to say. Um, and so a lot of times like we're so quick to argue um, or to be disagreeable that people aren't seeing the Lord because we're just arguing um, and we're not reflecting Jesus the way that we should um, in situations. I think going back, and that's a great verse, um, the, the thought I had, I guess, was related to the earlier comments about wanting to win. You know, I want to win this argument and, uh, or win this debate or, or whatever it is. But it seems to me that um, we get confused about winning a battle versus winning a war. And if we want to win an argument, sometimes we'll go at all costs and we'll say whatever we can say and, and we'll do whatever we got to do to win that argument and we get out of hand and we forget that this is all part of a bigger a bigger war in the sense that, you know, Christ came to reconcile all people to himself, uh, to himself and, and we are part of that and we lose our opportunity to speak truth, to speak love, to minister to people, to share the good news, because we have, you know, in the name of winning an argument, we have gone so far, you know, or allowed ourselves to get so far out of line. And so, um, you know, that's that's just kind of my line of thinking, is that we kind of lose perspective in the middle of, of this, what's really important, what's the big thing we're trying to do, and and that's to share the gospel. And so we get sidetracked on. So we lose sight of our mission. We lose sight of yeah. our purpose. We, yeah. we lose sight of why we exist. Uh, so what you guys are really saying is that the reason it's important for us to handle this correctly is because it has the potential to absolutely destroy our witness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, I've got this quote, and if you'll indulge me, I'll read it to you here. But it says, as a lawyer, I win arguments for a living, but I'm not trying to be right anymore. I want to be Jesus. I've concluded we can be correct and not right. Know what I mean? I do this most often when I have right words and the wrong heart. Sadly, whenever I make my opinion more important than the difficult people God made, I turn the wine back into water. I'm trying to resist the bait and that darkness offers me every day to trade kindness for rightness. These are not mutually exclusive ideas, of course, but there's a big difference between being kind and being right. Pick the most controversial social issue of the day, and you'll find passionate voices on all sides. The sad fact is many of us have lost our way trying to help people find theirs. Arguments won't change people. Simply giving away kindness won't either. Only Jesus has the power to change people, and it will be harder for them to see Jesus uh, if their view of him is blocked by my big opinions. I don't want to get to heaven and have Jesus tell me my big opinions block someone's view of him. Mm. And so it really, I mean, if what we put out there in arguments that we have with other people, whether it's in person or online, or, or whatever, um, these opinions and thoughts that we have, if they keep people 
uh, from seeing Jesus, does it even matter if we're right? Yeah. So a couple things from that quote that you, you mentioned. Um, first thing that stood out to me was right words, wrong heart. Mm-hmm. You know, think about that. I mean, we, we may have the right words. We may, be, we may even be right on a subject. But ultimately, it doesn't, it doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't do any good uh, because our intention is not to, to build that other person up. It's to, to really demean them and tear them down because we want to be right. Um, also noticed in that, in that quote that you were talking about is that uh, it's harder for them to see Jesus if their view of him is blocked by our big opinions. Uh, with that, that's, that's powerful. Man. What do you thought? What, think about uh, that statement for a minute. My thought is, I wished he hadn't read that <laughs> <laughs> because it's it is it's the facts. I mean, we we really do. That's what people see. Unfortunately, they see our our big opinions, and they don't see Jesus. And uh, it doesn't mean we can't have an opinion. It doesn't mean that we can't share our opinion. It's just sometimes we do so, and we just we just lose our mind. It seems like. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and even when you have a conviction that you have to take a stand on, um, how you share it, mm-hmm. um, how you defend it is, is really important. I mean, if you take 1 Corinthians 13, and it says, you know, you can speak with tongues of men and angels, you know, but if you don't have love, you're just noise. And so that's kind of like, you know, Okay, I can say all the right things, and and it just nobody's going to hear it. It's not going to matter, right? Because of the attitude in which I'm bringing to the to the conversation yeah, has right. no love. There's yeah, no love. yeah. yeah. Uh, Brett, chime in there. What what you thinking? So I think a lot of like the things that we disagree with about are just opinions too, mm-hmm. um, and so when it comes down to it, like we talk about winning or losing with an argument, a lot of the times like. You might think that you won or you lost, but it's just an opinion, like, especially when it comes to sports. Like, we can talk about players all day and, like, who's good, who's not. Um, But when it comes down to it, like, it's just what you think about something. Like, there's no proof. Um, And so we let these opinions, like, become so ingrained and so powerful in our minds that it just, it can. It can hurt relationships. Um, and, And so I think... For a lot of our opinions, especially social media is where I think it becomes really big um, because we want to put that out there. We want to repost all the stuff, um, all the popular news articles or whatever it is um, and say like, this is my opinion on this. This is my opinion on that. Um, But whenever somebody on the other side of it that maybe your neighbor is looking and constantly seeing you post that and then they think differently how is your conversation about Jesus ever going to happen? Like if all they have seen are these controversial opinions, um, especially put on social media, like then you go to them and want to talk about Jesus and want to share your faith or invite them to church. Mm. They've disagreed with every opinion you've had. Why are they going to listen? So maybe sometimes it's just better to just not post some of those things. Um, and, And like we said, it's not bad to have an opinion about a lot of issues, especially current topics. That's fine. But the way we share them and the way we... Um, voice those, we just have to be really careful um, because if it's, I don't know, like we've read in that verse said, if we're hindering um, the influence and the witness to others, right. it's bad. Um, and I think that's social media for me is one that it just comes up a lot on there. Well, I was thinking we, we, we might just need to 
pause a moment or two and just let that last few things you said sink in because I think it's so so powerful. Uh, but Neil or David probably disagree, so I'm going to move on. But <laughs> what, um, what did he say? I was, I was on my, I was on my Facebook <laughs> posting things. Yeah. I don't know. What he's... <laughs> but I was I was gonna I was gonna add this a, a moment or two ago. You know, I don't see, and I know what your perspective is. I don't see people standing on the street corners disagreeing with each other all the time. I don't I don't see people in restaurants arguing about stuff. But I get on Facebook, and it seems like. Every third post, yeah. mm-hmm. it, there's this huge debate going on, whether it, whether it be religion, politics, you know, something in the yard, something that happened in the community, whatever it is. It's like we get behind the keyboard and we just forget what we're supposed to be about and who we're supposed to be. And, and for some reason, we, we just it's easy to sit here and type the words when I don't have to see somebody face-to-face yeah. mm-hmm. and I can just post it out there and let it, let it go. But, but Brett, what, what you said I want to come back to and, and get some other guys' thoughts on this you know, because I hadn't really thought about it exactly in the terms you used, and correct me if I used the, the wrong terms. But, I might not even remember what I said. <laughs> but you said something along the lines of, you know, if we're posting these, let's say we post some controversial things on Facebook that uh, shows the opinions I agree with. Let's say our neighbor has an opinion that is totally different than that, and it has nothing to do with religion. Maybe it's po- political or, or whatever. It has nothing to do with religion. But they read that, they're so adamantly opposed to your opinion there, and then you try to approach the subject of Jesus, you already have a barrier that you've created that you've got to try to work through, take down, jump over, whatever, in order to simply even have a conversation about what matters. Because ultimately, some of the things that we take strong opinions on, Mm -hmm. ultimately, as citizens of heaven, not as citizens of earth, it doesn't really matter. So we've damaged that possibility. So... Uh, maybe David Neal, give me some give me some reaction to to when Brett said that. Well, I, I mean, I think he's he's right on, and I think the challenge is, you know, there may be things that you want to post, there may be things that you want to share, there may be things that meant something to you. You know, maybe there needs to be some sort of pause button, like I talked about earlier, or some sort of filter. Okay, why should I post this? Who am I posting this for? What am I trying to accomplish? And I know everybody wants to post about their their pets and their grandma's biscuits and <laughs> and their kids, you know, plays and everything. And that's you know that's one thing. But then the other thing that does tend to dominate their social media feeds are, you know, things that really, you know, run down one side or the other uh, in a political. Mm-hmm. Uh, way or you know the government or just in general and I get it we all we all kind of gripe and complain and and things like that sometimes but man sometimes it's just mean-spirited absolutely and when someone looks at us and and says oh I see Jesus in you you just trashed you know so and so or I don't know it just he's right on Brett's got it right on that yeah and it's it's really it really doesn't matter who's in office, no. what year it is. No. You know, over the recent years, not not just with, with our current situation, but in recent years, if, if one side of the of the aisle's in office, there's a lot of negativity toward that side. Mm-hmm. And if the other side gets in, there's a lot of negativity from the other side. But the thing you hit on, David, that's so important is just the the animosity that comes across. Mm-hmm. Just the you can you can feel the anger, you can feel the the the, the hatred almost venom. at times, the venom and, and it goes back to what, what we've talked about. That just destroys our witness, our credibility. Neil, thoughts thoughts to add on any of that? Yeah, I mean, it really, 
it it comes back to pride again mm-hmm. you know the the being right and winning at all costs kind of thing and um you know i just the 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 type of things that people use to defend or convey their convictions um you know you can do it in a way that even when you're right um you're wrong mm-hmm. i mean that's yeah. that's the way i feel about it yeah i think uh i think also is something that we have to uh we have to work on this mm-hmm. i mean year, years ago several years ago i was the world's i mean i won't say i was the world's worst i was pretty bad um you know i would respond to every you know every debatable thing on facebook i'd jump in the middle of and it dawned on me that all this is doing is causing arguments and disagreements. And if, if people outside the body of Christ see Christians debating with this kind of fervor and, and sometimes venom, you know, what does that say about the church? Mm-hmm. So I've had to, you know, and I, I think I mentioned this Sunday in, in a message or, or maybe a class, but there was two or three times this weekend where I, had my, I literally had my fingers on the keyboard to respond to a debate. And I had to tell myself, wait a minute, let's think about this. What, what are you about to post? How's that going to be viewed? And, and that's hard. Uh, that's hard, and, and I'm not there yet. I mean, I, I'm getting there. I hope. I pray. Uh, but I'm not. But I'm not there yet. And uh, that's something we have to, to work on. Uh, but it's not just social media. It's not just politics. This affects our churches too. No matter where you're listening is from, whatever church you're a part of, uh, we all have preferences. We all have opinions. Um, you know, we all have ideas about what worship should look like. We, we like new songs. We like old songs. We like a balance. Um, you know, we, we, we all have those differences of opinion. And if we can't coexist in the church and disagree about preferences and opinions, what does that say about the body of Christ? Because I know, I know all kinds of churches that have split well, over things that just ultimately don't matter, their opinions and preferences, but because we can't to, we can't disagree without being disagreeable, it leads to division. Well, that's exactly right. It, it, yes, what it says about us, it says that that the spirit of Christ is not in us. It says that we're you know we're no different than than the country club or you know whatever. We're just we're just people, and I, I realize we sin and we fall short, and we're all going to have those moments, but. You know, there's got to be something different about us and the way we love people. We're to be known by our love. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a verse here that kind of just came to me when we were, we were talking. Mind, mind if I jump in no, here? No, go right ahead. Well, if you disagreed, I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it's uh, Paul in Colossians 4. He says, uh, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful Pray for us that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I'm in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Listen to this. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And we always focus on that, know how to answer everyone. People ask you questions, but... You know, we've got to be looking for doors. We got to be praying. We got to be watchful. We got to be considerate of the way outsiders look at this, and that kind of ties in with what um, everybody's been saying today. Just mm-hmm. it's got to be our conversation, whether it's typed or spoken or said on the phone or said to someone else. It's got to be full of grace, yeah. and um, 
I don't know that just that kind of jumped off the page at me just a minute ago. Yeah, and I, I don't like we're not saying that this means never disagree with somebody else. Right. Like at the very right. beginning of our conversation, we right. have to admit like you're going to gr- disagree with other people. Um, but you just need to be really aware about how your disagreement can affect your relationships with others. Um, and that's why when I think about like social media and that kind of, those kind of postings, like a lot of the beliefs, it's just opinions and it doesn't matter. But then there are times where people start talking about certain people groups um, or specific people. And you know there are people in that people group and some of those people that are seeing that post um, and it's just so hurtful um, and, and so tough. And then I think within the church um, and talking about preferences and opinions, I love contemporary Christian music. I love worship and I love singing newer songs. Those are how I really connect to God. Um, but I want every other person that's in that auditorium connecting with God too. Um, and so I want us singing some older songs. I want us singing some more traditional ones um, that other people connect really well with. Um, and so I think it just, we just need to be aware of how is this affecting other people, um, well, I, I especially think, within the church. And I think Paul's words to the Philippians in Philippians 2 hits, hits on exactly what you're talking about. When he says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or bank and seat. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others. Because, you know, Brad, in that scenario, what would happen here is if I like the newer songs and and Dave likes the older songs, we both yield to each other. And in the end, we probably both get to sing songs that that we would prefer. But it doesn't mean that we don't like the other or we don't sing the other. It means that both of us are served because we're looking to uh, to each other's needs. And if if we didn't kind of compromise and sing a little bit of both, then one of us is going to be sitting there miserable the entire time. Right. Whereas when we compromise, we both get to worship together. And the singing, like the worship is better because we're both singing. One of us isn't sitting out the entire time just wishing, well, I wish they cared about what I thought. Right. Um, so it just makes it better because everybody is engaged. Yeah, we're, we're kind of quickly coming to the conclusion of our time here. A couple more things as we kind of wrap up. I, you know, when you, think about, when you think about these differences of preference and opinions, you know, we're not, again, to emphasize what Brett said a minute ago, we're, we're not saying we won't ever disagree. We're also not saying, and you guys helped me with this a little bit, we're also not saying that there, there are, there's nothing that exists that we have to take a stand, stand against or a stand for. In other words, you know, being being uh, being Christians, you know, we could not just agree to disagree and and let it let it let it go. If somebody came in and said, you know, I don't think Jesus, I don't think Jesus is the way to the Father. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't think serving Jesus and having a relationship with Jesus is really necessary. I think you just go directly to the Father and bypass Jesus. You know, that's something that would be a central truth that we couldn't just you know skim by with and just let that go. We'd have to take a uh, the, the right kind of stand. We still have to do that with gentleness and love, but we can't just be dismissive of that. So we're not, we're not necessarily saying that as well. Uh, let's wrap this up with some advice. So from your perspective, what, has, what have you tried? What have you done? What works for you when you get into those moments of, of debate, disagreement, whatever? Um, give us some advice as we close on how to do this effectively. Um, I still struggle with it, so help me to overcome it. What what advice can you give me? How do you disagree, but maintain those relationships and and maintain your witness 
uh, to the lost world around us. So give us give us some of that as we wrap up. Well, I think, you know, I, I've kind of mentioned several times, I think the main issue is pride. So I think the solution is humility, and that's what Scripture would teach us. And, and I think for me, um, a lot of times what I have to do is, and I have to work at it, and that is, okay, I need to come at this disagreement um, with humility, try to see where the other person is coming from, what worldview or what baggage or whatever do they have that might influence, you know, their opinion, and, and am I willing enough to kind of, you know, walk in their shoes a minute to see, you know, uh, why that might be and, and where we could come. And then I think, too, the reality is that you, when you have a disagreement, um, you don't always have to come to agreement. You know, that's not necessarily yeah. the goal. I think we want when we make it about winning and losing, that's the goal. Right. But sometimes the goal could be for us to just both grow. Yeah. You know, if I, if I listen, uh, I might not change my mind, but I might defend or learn how to share my belief or opinion differently in a way that would be more approachable by others, you know, so. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that at times it's okay to agree to disagree. Sure. And, and walk away from that. All right, so, so uh, humility. What, what else? Um, what other advice? I would say a couple of questions, you know, to ask yourself would be, um, you know, how important is this issue? Mm-hmm. You know, is it one of those issues that is um, an opinion, a preference, uh, just a strongly held belief, or is it something that you know? Hey, this is a salvation issue. This is a this is a fundamental uh, thing. And, and if it's not that, then you know we can we can lower the stakes a good bit, right? And the other thing is just you know. Uh, preparing yourself to listen, mm. you know, I think that um, to be able to, like, I think Neil used some good words there about, you know, what kind of baggage is that, is, where is another person coming from, you know, being able to listen to somebody and just reminding yourself that before you, uh, before you post something, before mm. you say something, before you write something, okay, how is this going to be heard on the other end? And, and that takes a little bit of patience and right. you can't just type and hit send or you can't just blurt something out you've got to have a little bit of a of a delay there right and, uh, and a little bit of patience so i'll throw good. those out there absolutely Britt, final final piece of advice here well i just think that we just have to remember more than anything our goal is to show other people christ and to reflect jesus um and we more than anything else more than getting someone to agree with us about a political issue or a sports issue or where we're going to lunch, whatever the issue is, um, we want them to know Jesus. And so I think it's just a matter of, is what I'm doing helping other people know Jesus? Um, And so when we can ask that throughout everything, I I agree with Neil that pride is a huge part of it. Um, And so I think that we just, that's what it comes down to, is, is what I'm doing helping the people around me know Jesus, um, and am I staying close to Jesus through that? Are some of these right. opinions um, getting in the way of my relationship with God um, because I've held these opinions in such a high 
um, esteem or whatever, um, that maybe I'm not even thinking about how Jesus would think about an issue anymore right. um, because it's just my own pride and, and thought. And so. Well, I think that's all great advice, and, and hopefully today's episode has given you some uh, insight into this, uh, what we think is a crucial topic. Uh, it's okay to have disagreements, but how do you handle them? Uh, we will pray for you to handle them correctly. We challenge you to pray for us to handle them correctly, and we so appreciate you guys spending a few minutes with us today. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. David, final thought? Uh, yeah. Hey, guys, where are we going to lunch? <laughs> I don't know, but if I'm driving, I get to decide. Okay. All right. Wait, thanks, wait for, <laughs> thanks for joining us. You guys have a great day. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. For more about us and more articles and podcasts, be sure to check us out at forgodforothers.org. And also remember that God is for you, and so are we.